to another episode of the convoluted podcast we're here for a new season everyone thank you for joining us i'm here with liz hey and i'm your host jesus aka tyrant dominus so yes welcome we have been doing a lot of fun things in the last year for five years and now that we are entering six years into this craziness that we've been doing uh yeah welcome welcome and I hope you join us by subscribing or following, depending on if you're watching this on YouTube or or Spotify or listening to it and on any podcast listening platforms. Do so; uh, it helps us a lot. And thank you for joining us, entering our sixth year. Liz, how have you been while we took our break a little bit here? I took my break. Yeah, no, I don't think I took a break. <laughs> I worked like 92 hours and Holy shit. two what five minutes shy of two hours now when you say 90 hours that's a lot but then two weeks that's 40 so you worked uh five hours extra each week that's a lot still because my you you know my my concept of work like if you work 40 that should be it like yeah that should be like that's what should be required and there's been like we i hope eventually we get to a point depending it all depends on job right we talked about Mm -hmm. How some companies are doing the four day week, four day work week, but still paying them the four hours. Like that would be so crisp. Sometimes, like what you went through, I think how many days straight did you work? I worked a week straight, um, but a lot of ten hour shifts and overnight. So uh, <laughs> my sleep was kind of messed up. That was fun. Yay. <laughs> I don't get to do overnights until the end of the month. <laughs> so hopefully I won't have to, I won't be so sleep-deprived, but I have like a nice stretch off after that one. So that's nice. I didn't have to do a transition where I got off Monday morning and was back to work on Tuesday morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's rough, 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 rough. That is rough. Um, But at least you're, you're at least calming down, right? Yes, hopefully. It was, it was nice to have, some appreciation. Uh, my coworkers are all wonderful. They uh, gave me a little gift basket. It worked. <laughs> I was already teary-eyed by Sunday because I had worked my ass off, and I hadn't gotten enough sleep in the last four days after before that. So, the fact that they came in with a little gift basket, had beer at the bottom, gluten-free, <laughs> and um, they had a cup, which I have right here, which is amazing. If anybody can see that, it says "still to be here." And then I had some pop chip corners and um, a, a blanket that a Pendleton blanket that you can put out for a picnic and a um, fifty dollar gift card to Rugo Cinema. So it was just really nice of them. I was very appreciative, very happy about that. That really made my um, day. Actually, that morning I was literally almost in tears again. I was like, oh. You know, when you get that level of recognition, that's really like sometimes. Sometimes that's what all just 
workers want is like knowing they're acknowledged and that just another cog in the wheel because sometimes yeah. that's, all, that's all we are to corporate america or corporate anything it's just like some people treat their employees like family which can be good and bad depending on the situation but you know sometimes just being acknowledged a, l- a little bit even just a little bit means a lot and it has to be beyond words sometimes you know someone can say good job which is nice but a good job can be insincere in a point of time, you know? So yeah. sometimes just that little extra, like a gift basket or even just a gift card. That's when yeah. it was nice. Just the acknowledgement and the fact that I know there was more than $50 spent on it because alone the $50 gift card was awesome. So, you know, they spent up somewhere about a hundred dollars, if not more to acquire everything. So that was awesome. I mean, my, it made my, it made it, it just because I saved our asses, like literally nobody was coming in for these <laughs> overnight shifts. So I knew I was covering their asses. There you go. There you go. <sighs> so uh, at least you'll be able to go see some movies before we don't get any good movies in the near future because of the whole, I know I'm already looking forward to the end of the month. I mean, Barbie girl just came out. So I'm yeah. going to go see that at the drive-in. So you're going to go see the drive-in. Oh yeah. My sister and I, and she's trying to convince a few other people to go watch it. Um, because I, I was planning on watching it because I just watched Offenheimer last night. As far as this, recording. I heard that was supposed to be like some sort of comical, like you had to watch Barbie before you watch Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Because it was a double feature. It, it was, it was interesting. Um, it would be interesting to see, uh, Barbie then, uh, Offenheimer, uh, because for sure, like that, but that's going to literally spend your day because I think Barbie's like a two hour movie. And oh, yeah. Offenheimer uh, is a three hour movie. That's five hours of your um but yeah uh you'll see anyone listening will hear see hear my review for offenheimer probably by the time oh um but just kind of a little snippet here is it's a really good movie offenheimer is a really good movie i think i learned more about um that time of frame and about all the scientists during world war ii in that than i did in history class (laughs) that's sad so yeah, but, no, but the movie it, explained it better than the history books. <laughs> well, you get a little it's it's a bit dramatized because it's a film, right? But you got to learn mm-hmm. a little bit more about some of the people that were behind the Manhattan projects and and that's what's cool. It's a scene because that's what sometimes films do or just any other medium when you get more interdepth than just some teacher explaining this war happened on the year 1942 during this time this battle and like okay, but if you're visually seeing an, an actual like, oh, wow, that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes that's when you get like these, like the, the, like really, really well done documentaries, like these docudramas where like explaining some of the things behind the scenes. And even though they're a bit dramatized, you still get a little bit more context out of it. That's like pretty cool. Like this film, even though it felt like it was like three hours long, it didn't feel three hours. Like it was so yeah. much happening. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of a mini review. If you you guys are listening, I would highly recommend Offenheimer. Like you have to at least see it one time in the, in the cinema because man, the sound, the sound and the score to this film is freaking amazing. And you really need the, that big sound. Uh, studio just going boom, boom. But yeah, that's kind of my mini review for that. But yeah, like I said, I'm, I'll probably eventually watch Barbie in the next week or so. So that'll be that review for Barbie when that comes out. I've heard mixed reviews. I heard it's positive, but a little bit preachy. But 
I don't care. I'll I'll give my review once I finally see it. Uh, it's got some good actors in it, so I, don't know. I heard of the I'm I heard the performances. I'm excited. Are, the performances are great. That's the thing. Like, um, everyone's performances. This one I'm hearing, uh, the performances are good from all the cast. Some of the comedy is really good. It's just the the message they're trying to do is a bit pushy. But like I said, I'll once I watch it myself, I'll give you my actual honest review on it because i can only it's only hearsay at this point because you can only do so much and that's what's interesting about review in general um but boy yeah it was fun i like to go to the we don't have fun things since it's a double it's not a double feature but it's a double thing since i went to the cinema last night and it was both barbie and Ophentimers. you can see the people who are going to see Ophentimer compared to the people who are wearing uh just pure pink to go see barbie <laughs> so like you, we were just walking down and like there's a lot of people wearing pink. They're going to go see Barbie. Yep. And that's, <laughs> that's what you got to do. I think if, I, if I'm going to go see Barbie, I'll probably just wear a, a bright pink shirt. Just to kind of... I'll be at the drive-in set. I don't think anybody cares. <laughs> true, but, you know, you might never know. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, it's been... That's kind of been my week. It's been a, it's been a crazy week for me. Uh, I can talk more of that in the bonus episode. Um... Uh, but yeah, there it's been a busy, busy week or weeks because we took a we took a week break for everyone. Uh, we like for me and Liz because this is season six going in. Um, some of the things we could talk about here right now is we're gonna be doing because of there's a bonus episode explaining kind of what Liz is gonna be going going through a little bit more. She's gonna be taking a, a kind of a bit of a hiatus. Um, she goes into four right, guys. Three. I love you guys though. <laughs> but yeah, you'll know when that comes is going to come, but, uh, she goes into full explanation on that, a bonus episode, but we went over, um, uh, some of the future bonus episodes, how we're going to be running the show moving forward a bit of a, a little bit note there. We're going to be having tr three traditional episodes, maybe four, depending on how our schedule works, but three traditional episodes and two bonus episodes a month. So there's going to be five episodes a month. Um, we have figured out for the most part what our bonus episode content will be. We won't spoil it here. We're going to make a little trailer for everyone to watch and listen to once we get everything. But we kind of finalized the little things. Now it's just in production. Uh, but that's kind of how we're going to be doing stuff a little bit in the moving forward. It's three regular episodes a month, two bonus episodes, so five episodes a month. Um, and then... Then we'll see what we'll go from there. But yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, just because there's a lot of things. This year has been crazy. Liz can explain that. She does explain that. So if you want to hear more bonus episodes, have a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Yep. Anything you want that's to say about that, Liz? <laughs> no, just listen to the bonus because that supports us. All the supporting, even just buying our merch. Diamondist. Com. <laughs> yes, I forgot. Don't forget, this is week three. This is the third week for the second uh, inspirational shirt. Don't forget to purchase that uh, because you only have three. The third week, so three weeks after this episode uh, is released, and then it'll be gone forever. Then they'll put them the third one looking. But then you guys already missed out on your first shirt. Now don't miss out on your second or third. Um, but yeah, if you want to support us financially and have something, get something out of it, uh, besides content and you would like to purchase some really like comfortable clothing, surprisingly, you, you, I'm saying surprisingly, but yeah, that's comfy. 
I wear around the house a lot and outdoors. Um, go to merch.tyrantdamage.com. Links in the description below uh, to help us out financially, to support us, to make this show even more. Um, and it helps out, you know, and represent the show. But yeah, but let's let's we're going to get into the stories because, man, the weather has not been good for the states or anywhere around the world, actually. Up I don't north. think so. <laughs> the Northern Hemisphere. Have been, how have you been tempered with uh, this weather this these past two weeks? I've been missing it. I've been working so much true, that true. I have been missing. So I've been literally in AC, whether being home or at work, I was in the AC all the time. And it was extremely cold at work that we're literally wearing like little like sweater like things like to keep warm because it's so cold because <laughs> between training somebody i'm like i'm not moving as much so i'm cold <laughs> damn lucky you well uh no i i've been fortunate well, you work in the rc ac <laughs> yeah no they turn that shit off at night really um they turned it Surprise. off yeah for like i guess because the temperature is down at night so i don't know they're trying not to a... save money they don't care like i said they don't care about us um but um no yeah fortunately the week before the heat kind of spiked around our area, we I put up my air conditioner. So I have a rule for, for myself for the, my room. If it's not 85 degrees outside or more, I don't turn on. I can, I can suffice. And then if I have to really do stuff, I can just come to my office since it's like the only place where I actually have a proper air conditioner. And it's, it's comfortable in here for the most part. Uh... But yeah, it's been it's been an interesting it's been an interesting two weeks of heat, uh, and throughout the two, throughout the northern hemisphere in the United States, uh, there's been like record highs and stuff like that. It's like crazy. Um, it and now now it's affecting some of the uh, industries. Like Liz, go ahead and you can start with the first story. All right, Texas heat wave has inmates with families worried about the lack of air conditioning in state prisons. Austin, Texas. As a summer heat wave continues to bake most most of Texas family, oh, that's true. It's baking us. <laughs> family members of the inmates are calling for all the state's prisons to be fully air conditioned. Only thirty percent of Texas, a hundred prisons, are fully air conditioned. Wow, I'm surprised. Bruh. During a rally Tuesday outside the Texas Capitol in Austin, families and advocates called for a special legislative session to address the issue. Uh, families of inmates and advocates allege temperatures that often go past 100 degrees Fahrenheit inside prisons in the summer have been responsible for hundreds of inmates deaths in recent years. And Texas prisons. That shit. Texas prison officials say they have been have no heat related deaths in the state's prisons since 2012. Hmm. Um, where did it jump to? I don't see where it goes. No, that's just the basic story. That's, that's it. The that's basic the basic story. story. We, we, could probably, we could probably look for more, but we get the general gist. Yeah. Well, but- I mean, there's so many people on death row in Texas. I mean, she's just helping the numbers, right? Just making it easier. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Liz. Already going after. She was after the, um, what, the Ocean Gate thing, people, and now she's going after the inmates. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 bad. Like a lot. Of, I think in the if I remember right, I was reading an article prior about how many people actually have air conditioning in uh United States. It's either United States or the UK, but only like thirty percent of people have air conditioning in their home. Not like uh work. I'm the one for th- out of the thirty <laughs> percent. 
<laughs> I guess born in, being born and raised in California has its, its stipulations, so. Let's find out. Let's see. Um, let's see here. I think um, that influenced a lot of our thing, too. My, my dad was like, no, we're going to have AC. <laughs> yeah. We have uh, to have a furnace. You have to have an AC unit. <laughs> in the U.S. Okay, so it's 90% have it in the U.S. So I'm guessing it was the U.K. Let me see. The okay, in the U.K., roughly 5% or roughly 5% homes have AC. Holy snakies. And a lot of their homes were built, like, to stay warm during the, the cold uh, winters. So I can only imagine during the summers where, like, all the heat just gets trapped. I know. Damn. That's crazy. But would be very insulated for the house to be cold if it was air conditioned. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I'm, I'm, I'm looking at some of these articles for that, it looks like a lot of the reasons the houses in uh, Great Britain aren't air like set up for air conditioning is because just they're just they're older homes and they were built they weren't structurally built for like ac units what a, i can believe that and uh, like yeah that's uh oh man it's and how hot is it going to be at least for us this i don't know <laughs> this is my first week and all. I told work I wasn't coming in. I was like, screw that, guys. I love you guys, but I'm not coming in. <laughs> the next weekend I'll work. Uh, I actually work half the weekend because I I, because I shift into night shift. So <laughs> that's why I'm trying to do the drive-in. It so sets me into mode. So we are, at least in our area, we, we are going to be in the mid to high 80s for the next. So we, we are in the cool area for now. Uh, but let's see, what is the, oh yeah, we'll be up in the uppers. Oh, we'll drop into the eighties for us here. Oh, it's not terrible. We That's manageable. And it's not so much for a lot of people. So I missed a lot of the 90 degree weather. <laughs> that's smart. Luckily, that's not my fault. No, that's good though. You want you kind of want to be like eighties comfortable to be like to do stuff outside. Yeah, I think once you hit ninety, floating on the rivers or something like that. So like ninety, I think my my comfort weather to be like in the um, hitting the like the the beaches or anything to cool down. Eighty between ninety, that's comfortable. Ninety five. I mean, the pool. Um, but anything past that, it's oh God, it's so hot. But yeah, going back to the story, we tangent off to the weather. <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy, you know. Like seeing that only thirty per thirty, so basically, roughly thirty prisons have air conditioning. You're literally cooking inmates. Um, basically, you're basically cooking inmates. And mm -hmm. uh, what was Texas weather this past week? I heard they were they were like in the hundreds. Yeah. Texas weather, 
Okay, it was hitting highs of uh, 106. So the highs were 106. The lows never dipped below low 80s. So oh. our, our highs were their lows. Ugh, ugh. That's yeah. brutal. There's no break. You'd be like taking cold showers like constantly just to stay cool. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if God. most of the inmates were doing that, like taking cold showers just like to cool down for like five minutes before the humidity hit them. <laughs> it's just crazy. Yeah, it just that's weltering, and you don't really have any cool unit. That's when you kind of want to be in solitaire, where it's like dark and like just no sun's hitting you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I kind of it's it sucks, you know. It's one of those things where like they're still human beings as much as Liz does yeah, deny it. Um, but it's just um, it's it's wild. It's just like how much are we willing to sacrifice? It is gonna cost the go like the state money, right? That's what it is. Yeah, but they should have plenty of money considering how much what uh they support. So <laughs> mm. they can support. They have a lot of prisons, so I don't see why not they couldn't support their. Well, they do have like a hundred. That's what I said, like roughly a hundred prisons, right? And only like they have to. That's a lot of that. How much would that would be a very expensive, like probably in the couple dozen million. Furnish all that. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but uh, the 30% of our covered, we have just a. I mean, it's like more electricity bill. I mean, but I mean, there's a huge spike when they uh, <laughs> do the electric chair. So, what difference does it make? You know what? No, you know what? Instead, of, instead of instead of uh, AC, they should just build pools. That pools. Those pools will be really warm. Just saying. I don't care. That still keep you cooler than you what you think. Just throw some ice cubes. I think it'll be cheaper. Oh, they're gonna be seeing so much people like drowning each other. Screw you. There you go, Liz. Perfect, Liz. You know, it, it gets rid of more people for you. My name is Jeff. <laughs> but honestly, um, why they have enough sun down in uh, Texas. I don't understand why they don't do solar power. They would be a bit more efficient. I mean, just put it right next to the damn I don't know. <laughs> prisons. That's, that's a... Here's a look really... I'm just saying you would save energy you would be able to afford the ac by doing that <laughs> Does? They have a lot of a lot of sun down in texas true but do they what's their solar panel solar energy oh. um let's see here texas Dude, i would think i would think they would already have solar not necessarily. No, they don't have that big. I'm surprised it's a little bit. I wonder if because That's... I wonder if it's because of a mix of their storms, the hurricane storms that usually pass by, is it viable for them to hold out? Mm. The, the uh, yeah, I mean, like, what, you got hurricanes down in the southern region, you got tornadoes on the upper regions, the size of golf balls. So, yeah, is it, is it really worth for them to develop that, that infrastructure if it's going to get destroyed? Like, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think the costs would be, they'll be wasting more money than they would be saving at that. 
Uh, but that's just us speculating. But yeah, I don't. I, at the end of the day, I think that yeah, they, it would cost too much in materials and infrastructure to build it. To then have probably a five-year plan to lose it all during a major storm, replace it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they could build if they do the AC units. They could build like a a, a structurally sound box around it with ven- ventilation, so that way it doesn't like overheat. But like. I could see it, you know, or some, or like a something that keeps them protected, <laughs> so they don't get destroyed. <laughs> we'll figure. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it. That's why we'll figure it out. But then hopefully they do. They uh, award these prisons. These. I mean, I guess you could think about all the staff too, because they're suffering too <laughs> in this weather too. Unless they have like just certain units have like little AC units. I could see them doing that. You know, for the nurses, like inmates, stage, you know, at infirmaries. So there you go. All right, let's jump into a story that we were talking about a little bit ago. Now that the the family members have been convicted, oh, they've been convicted. Damn. So there's four Damn. family members of a Florida family are convicted of selling a fake COVID cure through online church. If you remember right, we talked about this a little bit back mid. Uh, yeah, late to late, late 2020 or early 2021. <clears throat> but finally, they have been convicted. Four members of the Florida family were convicted Wednesday of selling a toxic industrial bleach as a fake COVID-19. I forgot about that industrial bleach already. <laughs> Bruh. Uh, a federal jury in my uh, Miami uh, found Mark uh, Groening, 65, and his sons, 37-year-old Jonathan, 35-year-old Joseph, and 29-year-old Jordan, God damn it, everyone had a J in their name. JJJ! <laughs> <laughs> uh, guilty of conspiring, uh, uh, conspiring to def- uh, defraud the United States and deliver the misbranded drug, according to the court records. The charges carries up to five years in prison. That's not enough, actually. Not enough. I don't think so. Their oh. sentence is scheduled on for October 6th, so it's going to be a while. We might be catch up on their story. Uh, let's see here. Represented themselves, but declined to speak during the two-day trial. Okay, so that's interesting. I always find it interesting when people like say, "Like, I'm gonna defend myself." Like, no, you're stupid. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Duh. You have the bleach already infected their fucking brain cells. Come on. <laughs> so let's see here. Uh, the, 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 the prosecutors called uh, the. The, is it Gronans? Gronans? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care. The conman and snake oil salesman. And <laughs> that, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's been a while since anyone's done that. And said that uh, Reddington's family's Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing. Holy shit, that's a long title. Uh, sold a million dollars worth of their so-called miracle mineral solution. In videos it was pitched. As a cure for 95% of known diseases, including COVID-19, Alzheimer's, autism, brain cancer, HIV, AIDS, and multiple uh, sclerosis. What do you think, Liz? Do you think as a a person who deals in some of these medicines, do you think this miracle drug was like too good to be true? Or like you should like, it's not a bad Check it out. It's a false. It was completely false. That's a wide variety of like different things. We're considering COVID's a virus, Alzheimer's a genetic disease, so is autism, brain cancer, 
uh, could be a known disease or environmental uh, HIV AIDS. Uh, that's a virus, a really hard virus to be <laughs> get through. And multiple sclerosis, another one that's genetic. I mean, I don't know how you can. That's a very broad spectrum: viruses, uh, uh, genetics, environmental. That's uh, hugely big, broad beer. If Not a single fuck was given this day. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, yeah. So, what what they were actually selling was chlorine dioxide, official said. When ingested, the solution became a bleach that is typically used for such things as treating uh, textiles, industrial water, pulp, and paper. And according to the Food and Drug Administration, the authorities said that it, the same drinking bleach can be fatal. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Anything else, really? The church was selling the substance 2021. 2020. We were still trying to figure out why somebody was uh, dosing their patient with bleach, too. So, <laughs> oh, they just wanted to murder them. Come on, ladies. That's, that's... And look yeah. at that shit. Well, just... They were in, uh, uh, a naturopath, so. So, it's, it's, so we, like I said, we, we finally get kind of a bit of a conclusion of what we talked about earlier. I don't remember when we, but we, I know we talked about them. I know we did. Yeah. It, it's, this is when we, we get to the wild side of things when you get into the point where people are using religion to kind of like, scare, not scare people, but to get into. Indoctrinate them. No, it's, I think more. I think a little extort, bit of indoctrination. Ex- no, it's, yeah, extortion. Yeah, this one's not this but one. This one's not indoctrinated. There's another one I want to do for one of our bonus episodes. Uh, I want to uh, talk about that does a really good in- idea, uh, good indoctrination system. But that's for a bonus episode. Uh, but this one is more like extorting because you know people, all some most religions people just want to use it for some um, some sort of safety net, some sort of clarity, something you want to fall back on. They just want to feel safe. And when a church is saying like we have a cure all, a religious one, you can, you can really get some people. And that's kind of the sadder period when people take advantage of that. Um, because, you know, like we, like we said, it's just some, some people just want some, some more form of clarity. And when you're stealing a little over a million dollars off your the people who believe in you, that's like you're just scamming people at that point. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. It's definitely hard ass gaming. <laughs> so I, I hope that like I said, the, the the minimum they are getting out of the their five years. Five years up to five years. <laughs> they they might even not even get the five years. I know, that's just stupid. A lot for, of money. For basically I don't I don't know if they well. They didn't see if any people were. It, it, it probably if someone actually died from the the cure all, basically, I think they would have been charged more for. Um, would that be manslaughter? I forget. We talked. Whoa! About who really came forward with that information? Do we know? I, I mean, think... it's still like there's so many autopsies going on, and we're still going through a lot of them. Uh, I feel like that some of it still got. They should be able to figure out if that was actually from their their product. I think they should. I bet they're it's there. It just hasn't come out yet. They're still but, gonna hold them accountable later if they're. Oh yeah, out. oh yeah, for shizzle. Now that now the thing is like one a bunch of people just one lost all their money, two lost a lot of their faith. 
and now health and and on top of them they're not getting they're kind of getting away with it in a sense because they're not getting that much time off like 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 less than five years is really nothing even if it's five years that's i feel is not enough for like for that level of trickery and extortion i think it's a little bit more you you need to do a little bit more that's my opinion mm -hmm. so kidding. talking about making money have you, you been on tiktok liz have you uh, i have uh, not been on too much lately i have you've been, I, working. I, you've been working i've been extremely working extremely tired so every night crash okay <laughs> i then. think one night i went to bed at like nine o'clock and i was so tired bank then i've not been on tiktok it has been all of it then you have not seen i don't know So, when you scroll TikTok, do you ever watch any of the, the quote live stuff that are the live streamers for a moment? Just, really. just you scroll past them? Um, but, yeah, I scroll past them. So, my question is now, do you, um, do you know what the, the word NPC stands for? Non-player. Uh, you almost got ah, it. I computer non shit i know we went over this and i can't remember for the life of me <laughs> non-playable character ah there we go i was almost there so there's a trend that's been happening these past two weeks uh called uh called uh, npcs where a tiktoker uh named pinky doll and so many others have been popping off where uh they've just been doing some wild things here, let's uh here I'll send you a quick Pinky Doll thing. Because when you watch it, you'll be wondering what is happening. <laughs> just watch that, that for a moment. It, yeah, post it didn't work really well, my thing. So. No, that's fine. We just watch that for a moment and I'll play this for the our audios listening. Quick. All right, I'll meet me. Take your jug. For you. Hee-haw, yes. You got me feeling like a cowgirl. Let me run it, huh? Watermelon. Can I eat it? Hee-haw, yes. You got me feeling like a cowgirl. Let me Hee-haw, yes. You got me feeling like a cowgirl. Let me run it, huh? Gang it. Gang it. Gang it. The robot. Bucky. Oh, thank you, baby. Where's my... Yeah, while Liz is watching that, and you just heard everyone listening... So well, I'll explain a little bit while Liz is kind of watching NPC on TikTok for the most part is when you are like kind of reacting to oh, when you're getting gifts and little like trinkets and emojis, emojis on straight because you can give them, you can gift them stickers and stuff like that. And all the person is doing is standing there and reacting to that. So when they get like a hot dog, they say hot dog. Or when they get an ice cream, they do the the ice cream thing, and so weird. 
And I could watch only like a couple of seconds of it. It was like getting weird on me. I'm like, I don't like this. <laughs> the thing is, these people are getting roughly between twenty to thirty thousand people watching them a day. Wow. Now that's crazy. I can't the, watch them. Now here's just like they make me irk. <laughs> like I don't want to now, do that. Who, I'm gonna go with this article. Who who is TikToker Pinky Doll who makes two to three thousand per stream? So uh, just getting to this because there's like a hundreds at this point because people are trying to you know everyone if you're this is what you can do to make your money make it because you're making like two grand a day do it do it right the tiktok mm -hmm. responds to the gifts in the same ways a real npc would in uh, predetermined repetitive answers as per the new york times if anyone sends her an ice cream cone she reacts to a uh, slurping voice and saying mm, ice cream so good or uh or sexy baby voice Creators earn tips from views who are able to buy virtual coins to spend on cartoon gifts that can be converted to real money. During NPC streams, gifts activate specific phrases or actions, perform with the same automatic sounds, tones, and motions every time. The streaming genre got w widespread attention when creator Pinky Doll went viral for one of her repeated phrases, ice cream so good, which is said every time the viewers give gift her virtual ice cream cone being a doll who, who's fifth uh half a million well basically a half a million tiktok followers including rapper timberland oh wow i don't know has wow. stirred up so much confusion and intrigue that she's earned her way entry into the database of know your meme I, <laughs> I realize being an npc streamer is kind of the same as traditional streamers where usually when somebody donates or subscribes they say thank you but as an npc streamer the streamers will make a reaction to the gifts as their way of saying thank you so yeah so as you see it's just a trend of people just kind of sitting there for hours reacting to just these gifts things and this has kind of been one of the trends that's been happening there's like another one that i want to talk about later uh more for a generational purpose this is just more of a why are people watching this and in, like 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 i said if if this is how you're gonna like make some money real quick do it right like earn it like make it do it now so what yeah. what are your thoughts i never got into that thank god um and I could just tell that was fake person because just the way the eye was reacting, I was like, mm, that didn't seem real. <laughs> that is totally off. Uh, what do you know? Mean? Uh, I could tell by the one of the eyes, it was just like not sitting right. Like, I don't know, it was being weird. It was glitchy. So I was like, mm, that's not a real person. But the fact that the way they just reacted, just. But that's, that's, what, that's how they're supposed to act. I know, but just, I don't like it. I, it's just weird, like gang gang, okay, over and over and over again. Like, well, really, that's not appealing to me. Well, think about it. They're just an, they're a non-playable character. That's how a character you only has a few voice lines would react if you like talk to them. Like they are that. That's what they are. And no, it's not. It's just weird to me. I don't find that appealing. I don't feel. Now, eh, then how? Then you got to think. Then why would find people find it appealing? That's the thing I'm asking you. Because of the cute. I guess. I don't know. That's one reason. It's not just women doing it. There's been, there's, there's a lot. Like I said, ever since Pinky Doll went viral, so many people have been doing it. So many people. People Jumping have. Jumping on the bad way again. Huh? 
No, no. Being on the bandwagon. Bruh. Yeah, you gotta you gotta jump at the bandwagon. You gotta just like yeah, like I said, you gotta really earn the money, right? If you can make like, yeah. th- wouldn't you? Would you have done it if you knew you could make three grand a day? Maybe. I put like that money right now. <laughs> be honest, like actually be honest. Three grand a day. I I could literally, I if I thought about it and did it smartly, I could probably have a nice like cushion and not worry about. Think, yeah, because money think about, it, think about it. You you work. Actually, maybe afford my house. <laughs> because you like think about it. You worked nine. At, 90 hours for x amount of money and then you could have done five six hour streams so five times six 30 hours and made we'll be generous uh two two times five you can make 10 grand in five days what would you have what would you have chosen oh i'd probably do that for 10 grand <laughs> that's why this is I, that would that would be my nice little cushion <laughs> so it's one of those things like it's like it, it'll, the trend will probably fade away and people will kind of trickle away but there'll be some still leftovers there'll be still some npcs out there who are still watch people uh because that's how trends go it's just one of those things like it, they come and go and some things linger for a while and some just never disappear but are in the background and i think the npc trend will eventually um whimper away because there's always going to be some people who are interested um it's interesting to for people to be intrigued some people say it's like a a fetish thing some people think it's a a control thing it's just it's very intriguing like when i first saw it i was like what's what's wrong with this you know know? (laughs) like and and then when you realize that these people are like doing it for like hours on end like some people do it to between five to eight hours, like an actual shift at work. And they're doing these repetitiveness. I'm like, wow. And like I said, there's dozens and dozens, probably at this point, hundreds of people from around the world because, you know, it's TikTok. You can live stream anywhere. And it's like, I think if you, if while, while it's hot do it, while it's hot is do it. If you, if you're willing to support these random, because it's, the thing what I feel bad about is like, who are the people wasting their time and money on this? Like the people doing it, do it. You guys earn that money. But it's the people who are spending the money. Like, like why are you? Because some of the things like the, I think the cowboy hat, I think that's like $5. Someone has to spend. Wow. Yeah. I think an ice cream is like a dollar. And like, I, I can, I can find probably look it up and, but yeah, and then I think a galaxy, when someone does galaxy, I, mean, I, I remember that's the most expensive. Let's see here. 10 or 20 always. Uh, cost of galaxy. galaxy. TikTok. So a galaxy is 15 bucks. So close to 20. So when, yeah, when, so, so when someone purchases a galaxy for one of these people, they're spending $15 and it, it's just nothing really different from someone doing a donation, but it's just like, I don't know, for somebody, it's just this awkward moment. Like they said, it's like one of those things people do when people are streaming, when they get a donation, they thank them. Like, thank you for the, the $5. Thank you. It's just, I think just because you have this weird level of, of character in front of you, that it's a bit awkward. 
I think that's what you mm-hmm. get. What you said, what you're getting is this, is this awkwardness, this, this fakeness, right? I think that's what mm-hmm. some people are like. I I can understand what they're doing. I I don't like it, but I can understand. But it's I I for me, it's just the people who are willing to like shell out this money, you know. Yeah. Um, but look forward to Liz is about to do an NPC stream because we need that money. <laughs> like we need that. Except you'll get me twenty four seven, and I'm not an NPC. <laughs> no, everyone. Okay, well, yeah. But now, here's the thing: is like once you become famous, you get people start looking into you, and apparently, our our the the original uh, NPC is being called out for lying online for her age oh wow and that's another thing it's like like you said uh, uh, for the most part a lot of the npcs are females it's not only but it's uh, for the most part it's females and she's getting called out for her age for lying about her age and and there's no denying that when when it comes to uh like the eyes of like ages men want to see younger women and kind of the, the vice versa Perfect. and women want to see older men. That's kind of the what statistically they say. So people have been looking into Pinky Doll and have now been calling her out for lying about her age. She says she was 18 at one point, 27 at another, uh, 19 at another. She's, and people have just been digging around ab- about this. And there's just another part where it's just like now it's like where is it suitable for someone to... Just be able to entertain without just being scrupulated, right? Like, should she be getting this level of blacklash? I don't know. If you're going to be consistent, be consistent. But if you're going to be all over the board, an NPC should... Well, technically, a character, they can be any age they want to be. They're not real, <laughs> right? So I, honestly, yes, I can understand why some people want consistency, but uh, it could be anything. It's like if you look at any uh, character at any time in a book or a thing, there could be any age at any given time. So, <laughs> right? Yeah. No. No. I'm. 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 I'm, re- I'm just reading. I. I just want to hear your opinion. Like, should, should know, she be? But loved- she shouldn't be any age. And yes, I think people want consistency. But when you're in an uh. A, um, an imaginary character they could be any age they want to be <laughs> so why are people gawking at that so what she can say she like she's not real right she can be any age she wants to be the person or the character like character character the non i mean so if they say that she's 19 or 18 27 you know whatever I mean, the person behind them, yeah, they can make it however but they I, feel. But like I think it. what what I think when it comes to like these NPC streamers, like they they're just playing themselves being the player character. They're just playing a role. So it's just it's like you being doing that, doing that, and lying about your age. That's what um. That's what what's happening here. I I, I will always lie about my age because I don't look like my age. <laughs> it'll be like that. It's like if that if they caught you on that and they called you out on that, would I would come out with it? I mean, I just DM them. They say, "Hey, this is really my age." I don't have to tell the world. <laughs> if it really concerns you, 
So you, so you, at this point, you don't really, you, you don't care if you, some people get scrupulized for that. Making money. What difference does it make? <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Just get that money while you can before it disappears. Exactly. And invest it wisely. <laughs> All right. This is a story we wanted to talk about prior before before we left for season six. The first article. First, very, very, very first one. The one under the blue arrow. Right. Texas teen located after eight years was never missing, says neighbors. Mom says he was found unresponsive. Rudy, Rudolph Rudy Ferris was 17 years old when he went missing in Houston, Texas in 2015. Questions are swirling around the case of a Texas teenager who was found alive over the weekend after missing for eight years, including if now the 25-year-old was truly gone. While Rudolph Rudy Ferris' mother says he, she reported her 17-year-old missing in March of 2015 after he vanished while on a walk with his dogs. Neighbors who spoke out with ABC 13 disputed that claim, saying he has been spotted in the neighborhood in the past few years. He used to come into my garage, chill with my cousin's son and daughter, neighbor Ross claimed that boy was never been missing, citing several court records. ABC reports Ferris' mom, Janie Santana, lives on the same street as Ross and Northeast Houston. Uh, Ross claimed that Ferris, who knows as Dolph, would sometimes go to the park by himself, according to the outlet. Ross' cousin, Roderick Conley, claimed he and Ferris often hung out together and had laughing good times, but Ross and Conley said they never seen Ferris in the last few weeks. Another neighbor who which the remains anonymous claimed that ABC 13 that he was just seen Ferris living at his mom's home for the years. It was shocked. I was shocked when someone over there said who was missing and with, um, we would see him. It was shocking to everyone. Ferris was transported to the hospital Saturday after being found unresponsible outside of a church with cuts and bruises across the body. Ferris month said to ABC 13. She also believed he also had been abused on Sunday. The Texas center of missing confirmed Ferris, whose organization was disappeared on March 6, 2015, has been found alive. My son is Rudy is receiving care. He seems to overcome this trauma, but at this time, he is nonverbal and not able to communicate with us. We a family statement shared by the Texas Center for Missing ABC, per ABC 13. Uh, they asked for privacy during this difficult time, but share some more details as Rudy comes, continues to heal. At this time, he went missing. He was suffering from depression after losing his brother in a motorcycle accident. Setting family members on Tuesday, Santana claimed the man that he was spent time with, seen living with her, is actually her nephew, according to NBC. Um, oh yeah, so we—it's a basic someone who's been lost was never actually lost, mm-hmm. and it's wild. This story is wild, and I think I post another one too. So I don't there, know if you saw that article. See, is there more to the story? Not the same person. Uh, okay, so let's see here. Uh, they're speaking out about her 25-year-old nephew to authorities in Texas recently revealed had been gone for for one day rather than eight years that the public believe was missing. Yeah, yeah, we know this part. Uh, questions began swirling around the case shortly after it was announced on Sunday by uh, Texas Center for Missing that Ferris was found alive. Uh, Samantha said that her son was taken to the hospital to uh, to be found unresponsive 
outside of a church and cut and bruises his bodies. Okay, we know this part. However, during the Thursday afternoon press conference, police claimed that Ferris had been living at home with his mother the whole time. And the uh, lieutenant said, okay, we know this part. Okay, the lieutenant also alleged that Rudy's mother uh, committee, uh, continued to okay. deceive police by remaining uh, adamant that adamant. He, he was still missing. Oh, we know this part. Okay, where's all the new stuff? Uh, Phil is not safe and back with his mother by choice. Yeah, we know this part. Neighbor, so okay, wait, where's the new stuff? Uh, uh, tragically, a few years. Okay, we know that part. There's nothing new there. All right, give us a second, everyone. Okay, actually, there's a there's a better. Give me one. I'll share this. Starting with. Okay, now we're back, everyone. Thank you. So here we go. This story is so messed up. For a few days, I've been holding off on this story until we got more information, but yesterday it blew wide open and the details are shocking. Right, so on Saturday, a 25-year-old man was found with cuts and bruises laying unconscious outside of a church in Houston. Yeah, that's what we just talked about, everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the next day we found out it was Rudy Farias, a man who actually went missing eight years ago when he was 17 years old. With his mother saying, my son Rudy is receiving the care he needs to overcome his trauma, but at this time he is nonverbal and not able to communicate with us. And family members telling NBC that he was depressed after his brother died in a motorcycle accident when he went missing. But then neighbors began speaking out saying, what are you talking about? We've been seeing Rudy in your home for years. With one neighbor even saying, he used to come in my garage, chill with my cousin, son, and daughter. That boy has never been missing. And another adding that he had seen Farias living at his mom's home for years. Yep, this is everything we just talked about. But then in response to that, Rudy's mom said, no, the person that you've been seeing isn't Rudy. That was my nephew. But then the neighbors looked at a picture of the supposed nephew and were like, yeah, no, we've definitely seen Rudy. And so that's when it starts getting sketchy, things like that. Yesterday, a counselor in Houston detectives tried to question Rudy, but reportedly when his mom was in the room, he wouldn't say a word. But then the moment she left, he spilled everything for the next hour and a half with the counselor explaining. I heard horrific things from that young man. And I did not want him to see me start shedding tears, but I couldn't hold back the tears because of the things he was saying to us. And according to the counselor, Rudy actually did run away at first in 2015, saying that he was tired of living like a slave because allegedly his mom would take him to her workplace and make him do the work for her. With him also adding that she didn't respect his boundaries and specifically made him get in bed with her. She made him play daddy. He said that she, that he didn't like getting in the bed with her. That he tried to sneak out of the bed and sometime hide under the bed, but she told him he had to be her husband. Also, I didn't. Um, damn. Damn. That's so fucked up. That woman's mentally insane. Tell me about it. It's time for. But yeah, it is. A, it is a wild story, but it doesn't seem like it's over yet. Thing that Rudy no. said she made him take drugs, including hallucinogenic mushrooms, for years. Also, that his mom interrupted his showers and made him bathe her with soap. And reportedly, with all this, when he returned home two days after running away, his mom allegedly convinced him that the police were out there looking for him and he would be arrested unless he stayed hidden. And so, you have these lies, you pair it with him just tripping and makes him more amenable to these kind of paranoid suggestions. And so, for the next eight years, she allegedly hid him from investigators. Meanwhile, she kept up this ruse with police that she was concerned about her missing boy. With the counselor claiming that Rudy's mom did let him see neighbors on occasion, but he had 
had to use a different name, with her apparently hoping that they had forgot about him because enough time had passed, and adding that 911 calls were made about him several times and law enforcement just didn't properly investigate. But also then, after the interview yesterday, the counselor says that Rudy's mom came back in and told him to say that he made it all up, with her not realizing that she was being recorded. And apparently, Stockholm Syndrome is strong as fuck because he said this. He kept saying, I don't want her to go to prison. I don't want her wow. to get in trouble. I don't want her to go to jail. And now you've got... So... It is wild. What? What? That what, is hella wild. I, 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 wow. So, what? What are your thoughts on on this story? This woman is so mentally fucked up. <laughs> the fact that she has her son thinking that way. Wow. And doing things. Oh my god, they that is horrendous. The trauma is totally. Yeah, he's nonverbal around his mother because he knows he's getting the shit beaten out of him. For like eight years, basically eight years, a good, almost a decade of his life was basically entrapped with probably some minor, like being able to go to the neighbors apparently and stuff like that. But it's like, it's one of those things like you've been, you're dead, but you're not dead until like some people like notice, wait a second. It's just, it's wild. I wonder why, I wonder why there was such a, I mean, if the neighbors are saying like, he's not missing, like he's right there. Like. You know, hitting in plain sight, essentially. Yeah, basically, <laughs> he was hitting in plain sight. It's it's just a wild story, and uh, hopefully, he, he uh, Rudy will get the help he needs because that is a very tragic, mother too. That is a very tragic and real story. That not it's not a one time thing. There's things that happen to a lot of people like this. Like like I mentioned, Stockholm syndrome is a really strong, strong. Like, um, mental symptom. hold over somebody, yeah. And for anyone who's wondering what Stockholm Syndrome it's when you basically kind of feel like I believe empathy for the your kidnapper or um captor that's what it is kidnapper, captor, and you kind of just feel bad for them and want to help them. And you become the victim, becomes the and you one believe their their motives and stories. Like I mean, I mean, there's not, I mean, we have a real one too i mean that just it's been played all over hulu and netflix recently um i forget the name it was i'm gonna mutilate it so um but yes that's real life i mean we hear it all the time i mean emin rapper eminem talked about it i mean with his mom i mean just it's it's a real it's a real life mental case and we have to really address it i mean for both sides of the party not just one so so yeah, so this level of like basically trapment, mixing in like psychedelics, and just you're just basically trapping him not only physically, mentally, emotionally, just like in this weird spiral. Man, boy, did those eight years must have been a wild ride for this individual. Like I can not even imagine or fathom the the level of stuff this individual had to deal with because it is heartbreaking. It's disappointing. Um, and somehow whatever neighbor or whoever individual put in the word to, Hey, um, this person's not been gone, even though it's been like eight years, like someone put out a word because yes, definitely, definitely needed a rescue. And the sad thing is like, they, he feels still bad for his mother. Now, should he? Now, that's my question to you, Liz. Should he feel bad for his mother? Yes or no? He's been brainwashed. 
It's just simple as that. He's been brainwashed to feel like sorry and feel like bad for his mom. Like, I don't want her to go to jail. But because he's been so brainwashed, it's sad as it is. It's true, though. I mean, I don't feel like I should be sorry for the mom. But the mom obviously needs some fucking help. She's got something going mentally wrong with her to affect her son to do that. I mean. So, So is that a no? No, he shouldn't feel sorry for her. I mean, that's just it. But he's so mentally brainwashed. So we'll see. We'll see what, what if they continue with this Orin to kind of fully probably prosecute and everything. If we get to see more updates to the story, kind of like what we did in the, the prior thing, we'll see what happens because it's a wild one. It is a wild one. And hopefully, like I said, Rudy gets some help and hopefully starts to live somewhat of a normal life in quotes because you kind of hard to live a normal life when you have lived almost a decade in basically entrapment um but boy that god that is ugh. when when you're you the person who's supposed to be taking care of you does that to you to anyone that's crazy crazy so uh any final thoughts on that nope i just hope they get the help they need and deserve Okay, so let's get into our final part. Like I said, everyone, thank you for coming this far into the episode. Uh, don't forget to uh, share the show on uh, any of the podcasting platforms, on Instagram, any social medias. Just share it. Word of mouth is one of the best ways. Purchase a merch. It helps us out a light. Links in the description below. So Liz, go ahead and jump into our final <laughs> I want to know what the die was before you say it. Three. Thank you. Am I the asshole for ditching my girlfriend at a 5K because I wanted a better time? Hmm. What do you think immediately? Just for just hearing the title. 5K. I I, I don't disagree. I don't want to want to run a 5K either. <laughs> no, he no ditching. He wanted a better time. He, 5K. That's still running through my head. Running literally. <laughs> okay. Continue then. My Bruh. girlfriend, 31, female, and I, 36, male, have been together for about two years now. We live together. About nine months ago, I picked up a running as a hobby, and I have since grown quite fond of it. I currently run on average about 25 miles a week. Wow, that's pretty good. A few months ago, I decided I wanted to try 5K or 10K. And after some Google searching around 5K in my city that looked fun, I registered for it paid the fee and decided to start training specifically for it. I mentioned in passing to my girlfriend that night and she said if she could come too. I was psyched about the idea of running a 5k with her and she said yes, but warned her that it would be probably want to start running because it was going to sub uh going for a sub 27 minute time, which might be tough for a complete beginner. She said she would like to train with me, which again sounded fun. Next morning, I woke up at 5 a.m. for my run as I would usually do, but my girlfriend was not up for it and she told me she'd go later continued for a week and then two weeks and finally i managed to get her up once for a run she was miserable on <laughs> the entire time and i basically didn't get any exercise last friday the day before the race i asked if she would really up for it she insisted she was she then told me she would just skip gallop it like she used to with her mile runs in mid- mile uh middle school wow middle school that's a long time ago yeah. i asked her to just demonstrate what a skip gallop was and she showed me at this bizarre side step gallop as she was cast on her legs i told her she really <laughs> sorry i can't get the image out of my head 
<laughs> I told her she seemed like a really inefficient way to run, but she insisted it always worked for her. Saturday was the day of the race, and right out the gate, she utilized her skipped gallop strategy. Two minutes in, I realized she was already passing completely gas. She started asking me to wait so she could walk together. I apologized, told her I loved her, and left her behind to finish the race. I ended up with the time at 26 minutes and 43 seconds, beating my goal. After the race, I tried calling her, but she wouldn't pick up. When I made my way back to the car, I realized she had left me. I took an Uber home, and then right then... When I was walked in the door, I met with a crying, shrieking, how I ditched her. I tried to calm her down and explain that she was kind of bought in and on herself, that she was not interested in whatsoever. Yesterday, she gave me the asylum and treatment all day. Do I deserve what I'm getting here? Okay, what are your thoughts, Liz? Does he no. deserve it? No. He had interested... He emphasized that he was interested in doing this. This is something he wanted to do. He was totally kind of like, oh, I'm going to do this. I paid the fee for it. I'm going to put the work into it and make the effort for it. And he wind up beating his own time that he really wanted to. So that was great for him. So she was the lagging part. And she never wanted to really truly committed to it like he was. So she was at fault for completely here. He told her, come on, I have to really... Put in the work to make this happen. This is a 5K. Like, I totally get it. I don't, that's not my thing. That is, if that was somebody I was dating and they were their thing, I'd be like, totally, I'll root for that sidelines for you, honey. I'm not going. <laughs> and look at that shit. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I agree totally. It's when you, when you, when you set a level of commitment to something physically, physically, be it a 5K, a hike, or anything like rock climbing, something that you're like, decide if it takes some level of training or at least prep work if you wait till the last minute and then you're not having fun because you did not prep it is only on you the individual who did not you shouldn't be placing the blame on everyone else and if you have a partner uh be a lover uh or a friend uh who is willing to take the time to help you during these moments you should not be like shooing them away right they're there. They're taking their time to help you to get to whatever activity they're trying to, you decided to jump into. This is totally, he's totally not the asshole. She is. It's, it's, it's disappointing because yeah, it's a, it's a moment where they were trying to just, he, she, she, he was trying, she was trying to do something fun with him, but didn't put any effort to, because she did, she seems like she was interested, but she's like, no, I'm not, not today. And it's that level of procrastination that it's just like, ugh. I, I get to that sometimes. I get to that level sometimes. But sometimes you just got to buckle down and sit down. That's kind of what I was doing for the past two weeks uh, during our break, basically, is prepping for these new episodes and stuff, getting them ready to make them look nice and neat. Because, like, if I wait. To look amazing, y'all. I appreciate it. <laughs> so it, it, it takes a level of, like, you really have to put in the work for it. If not, then what, why are you doing, it? you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent. She, he was willing to put the work in the, in the efforts into it and trying to do it for himself, for a betterment of himself and an enjoyment, a hobby, whatever it might be. But she was the one procrastinating, not willing to put in the work for the effort to do so. Uh, she should have realized right off the bat, this is not for her. I don't like running. Good on her. Okay, fine. 
cool. That's her, you know, that's her thing. That's just his hobby. But if she was willing to really put in the effort, like she really wanted to join in on it, she should have put in the work and the effort for it. But she didn't. She shouldn't use it to fucking grow up. I, I think the moment she said like, yeah, uh, the way I used to run back in middle school should have been like, mm. that would have been a solid clue. That's what I was like trying to figure out the side gallop. I'm like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Yeah, if anyone's wondering but, what like, a side gallop. Again, like, middle school was how many years ago for us? I mean, like, like 20 years. Come on. Because like, they're roughly rough our ages. So, <laughs> you, so d- does anyone know what a side gallop is? Uh, because I, I know what it is because I used to run like that every once in a while. <laughs> I, I kind of have an idea mentally. I don't it's know. Like a, I, it's I, like you're skipping. Like you're, you're side to side and just skipping. Like <laughs> you're skipping. Side to oh, side. that way. Okay. Now yeah, I see a gallop. It. You're just skipping. Like skip, skip. You're skipping, basically. Side gallop. Now I can see it. <laughs> yeah. You're just skipping, basically, which is <laughs> literally inefficient because you're not making any headway. You're just still kind of staying in place. You, you're not running. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah he's not the asshole she is it's um you know if you're willing if you're going to put in some time and effort into a hobby stuff like that you need to put in some work in over it but exactly yeah, everyone that's our final start for the first episode of season six thank you for listening elizabeth thank you for joining me like i said share the podcast on uh, social media buy the merch uh, tell people word of mouth helps us a lot. So, oh yeah! Thanks again for listening or watching. Until next time, see ya. Bye.